Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. George Norrie with you along with Mike McCoy as we talk about his work, Asteroids Bridge to Nowhere. Mike, can you tell us about the Near-Earth Objects Tracking Program through NASA? What are they doing on a regular basis for us? Well, um, it, it's primarily JPL that's tracking. Um, so they get their information from the Minor Planet Center, and they use two different programs. One is called Sentry, and they, they work to track the orbit of the near-Earth objects. And, um, you know, they're watching them all the time. And then objects that they deem hazardous are being watched by another program called Scout. So they're always watching. They're always looking for all the objects that they've found. The problem is they haven't found all of them. In fact, they haven't found most of them, probably. That's scary. Now, what's the difference between a meteorite and an asteroid? Well, an asteroid is, is an object that's out in space. A meteorite is actually the the piece of the meteor, the asteroid, as it's coming in, it's a meteor. When it hits the ground and it's a rock that you find on the ground, it's a meteorite. And uh, those could be baseball size, pebble size, just about anything. Yes, or larger. I mean, I, I saw one uh, this summer in the Czech Republic. It was actually up in this kind of shrine in this church, and it was uh, almost two feet in diameter. We've got an astronomer, Mike, that comes on weekly. His name's Dr. Sky. And he has told us that uh, a, a meteorite, uh, the uh, the size of a grain of sand, can create that l- that glow in the sky. Yes, yeah. So it's amazing. A lot of times when you know when we have a, a comet pass nearby, like you know Halley's comet, or the uh, we have these two, these meteor storm uh, meteor events, uh, it's just a grain of sand or a small little rock. Um, but every night, people don't realize that Earth is constantly under attack. Every night, there are thousands of meteoroids larger than a grain of sand, you know, maybe, you know, a small rock, uh, maybe a foot or two in diameter, that creates a fireball. You know, and just a few weeks ago over Los Angeles, there was a fireball. In January, people spotted one on the East Coast, and there are actually thousands a day. We just don't see them because they're coming during the day, not just the night, and a lot of them are over the ocean. Are we going to wake up one morning and find out that a city's been taken out by an asteroid that hit? Uh, it's very likely. I oh, mean, geez. when the event in, in 2013 over Chelyabinsk, Russia, was a complete surprise. You had a lot of people injured from that, too. Yes, about 1,200 people injured. It, was, it, was, it exploded in the, in the atmosphere, um, and with a force of 470 megatons, so there was quite an air burst, and that's what broke all the windows and injured people. Is there a procedure by NASA and JPL to notify us? And if so, what's the procedure? Well, um, I read an article recently, and it had five steps that NASA and FEMA would work together uh, to to have this process. So the, the first step is uh, a text goes out to no more than 12 scientists. I don't know why only 12. Um and that's step one. Step two, they would track the asteroid's path. Step three, they'd determine the size and the time of impact. And then step four, they would confirm with FEMA that the impact is inevitable. And then step five, NASA and FEMA issue a joint public sta- uh, statement, and they would address how they would protect Earth. Do we, do we have a missile in place right now that could be launched at any time to hit an asteroid? We don't have one. No. 
The, does the planet have one? No. We should. You would think we would. You know, do you, do you know that the planetary defense budget of the United States is $150 million? Los Angeles, city of Los Angeles is spending a lot more than that just on homeless people. Jeez. Well, we should spend more on homeless. That's yeah. a horrible well, situation. Well, we should, but $150 million a year to defend Earth. Why don't we have Russia, China, and every nation that has uh, gone into space have rockets ready to go in any moment to hit an asteroid, if need be? You, you would think we would, but I think, you know, through, that— Through the United Nations, we should do something. We, sh- we should, but um, there, we are going to have the very first planetary defense mission. Uh, it's called DART, and that stands for Double Asteroid uh, Redirect Test. And it is the very first test to, to actually bump into an asteroid and try to move it. You ever see Los Angeles traffic during rush hour? <laughs> so during an evacuation, can you imagine what it would be like? Nobody would get out. That's right. Yeah, nobody would get out. If there was, yeah, if there was a disaster, you know, what I question is on this five-step plan from, from NASA and FEMA, step five is making a public uh, announcement maybe they would just skip step five and not tell us. And if there's an asteroid storm, as you have in your book, it yeah. keeps coming over days. It does, it's not just a one-moment of uh, event, is it? That's right. That's right. They're all, asteroids are coming from one direction in space, and uh, as the Earth turns, you know, you're getting hit each day. And in the book, it's, it's each night there's an asteroid storm. We talk a lot on the program, Mike, about preparedness, about preparing with food and water and shelter. Can you really prepare against an asteroid strike? I think if you know where it's going to land, um, don't be there. No. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> don't be there. Um, you know, but we, we, there are a lot of concepts for planetary defense. Um, we just haven't gotten to them yet. And, you know, it, I think that it's, it's either you know, it's out of sight, out of mind, or governments are just incompetent. Uh, in, in my reading, I, I, was, I was discovering that, you know, in 2013, the, the Russia uh, meteor exploded and in February 2013. And then September 2013, wouldn't you know that they reactivated this space telescope and repurposed it for looking for asteroids. And then this July, when 2019 OK almost bumped into us, in September 2019, after many years of planning and discussion, our government finally fully funded a new space telescope called NEOCAM that may launch as early as 2025. So they were reacting to, to things. We're not planning ahead. We're, we're doing these knee-jerk uh, reactions. Deep Impact was uh, an asteroid movie. Yours very well could be turned into a movie, your book. But uh, I think in that movie, we had an underground facility made for a certain amount of people and that the masses found out about it, Mike, and they wanted in. And I think the president said, no, you can't go in. And, I mean, it was it was heartbreaking and it was sad. But all of a sudden, they decided we're going to open it up to everybody, let everybody in, we're going to save the planet. And they did something like that. Do we have underground shelters 
four asteroid strikes for the elite and those you know types of folks? Well, um, I would imagine on your show that topics come up a few times. It does come up. You know, so I, I imagine we do. Um, and, you know, in, in my story, um, there's a, a secret part of the, you know, part of the government knew the asteroid storm was coming. They kept it secret and they built underground cities for their select few. And they kept it, they worked very hard to keep the whole thing secret. And they worked very hard when the asteroid storm was, was happening to not let people in and keep them out. They weren't as good-hearted as uh, the, the president in, in the movie you talked about. I heard that if they beamed a laser at the asteroid, that the heat from the laser could push the asteroid out of the way. Have you heard of that? Yes, uh, it's called laser ablation. Um, and it actually is a, is a, it's been bandied about quite a bit. There's been some studies and things like that. You would, you would have to have uh, a spacecraft you know, up near the asteroid and be powered by solar panels and things like that and shoot a laser at it and try to vaporize or, you know, remove part of the mass of the asteroid. And if, you know, if it's strong enough and the mass isn't too big of the of the object, you might be able to inch it, you know, a little bit through space, but it would take a long, long time to to actually move it. It would, might take years. It might be. We're going to take calls next hour with Mike McCoy about asteroids and the threat of asteroids. It is uh, something that we don't think about on a daily basis, but the threat is always there, Mike, isn't it? It is. It is very much so. How have we been lucky enough to dodge this bullet? Well, we've been lucky enough in our scheme of time, but Earth has been hit many, many times. And, you know, look at a meteor crater over in... in, uh, Arizona, it's a mile across. Look at the moon. I mean, the moon was pocketed in its yeah, formation. The moon. So it's, it's just a matter of time. I mean, NASA says it's a very low risk, and we're watching some obvious things. But, um, boy, if, if 2019 OK would have hit somewhere, uh, it would have been a, a, you know, a regional disaster. Aren't we helped out because of Jupiter? Doesn't Jupiter suck some of these in? Yes. As, yes, it does. Um Shoemaker Levy Nine, you know, it, it got that one, and, and the, some of the. Impacts, oh, that was amazing to watch. Yeah, some of the impacts there were larger than the size of the United States. I used to know someone who worked at the Near Earth Tracking Center, Eleanor Helene. I don't know if she's still there or not. It's been years since I talked to her. Have, did you ever come across that name? No, not no, I haven't. She probably she might have retired. I mean, we're talking about fifteen, twenty years ago, uh, but. Uh, what about technology? What kind of technology do we have to some to try to detect these? Well, you know, like you you talked about laser ablation, so that's a technology, but it's not. There's no planned mission yet for for that type of even even to test it. Um, so the very first planetary defense uh, test that we have is this uh, object called the spacecraft called DART, and it will launch in 2021, and it will impact a moonlet uh, about 500 feet in diameter uh, and smash right into it and and try to move it. Uh, But they're saying that it might... As a test? As a test. Watch it move it right toward us. (laughs) Yeah. Just just our luck. These ideas of, you know, lasering things or strapping a rocket onto an asteroid uh, is, you know, who's steering? That's exactly right. Nobody's steering. That's the problem. How do you steer an asteroid? 
That is the problem. What size asteroid could take out a city, a conventional U.S. type size city? Well, um, NASA did a simulation in 2016 of a 500, well, actually that was 330 foot asteroid that impacted Los Angeles. And the it, it impacted cities, wiped out cities. And we're in a basin, it's pretty flat, you know, um, for 30 miles. A 300 to 500 foot asteroid? 330 foot asteroid in their simulation. And it wiped out everything for about 30 miles. Buildings, everything, just demolished. Buildings, everything. And I, I, I went to, as you know, getting prepared for this, I went to the Impact Earth website from Purdue University, and I input a 500-foot asteroid made of iron, and because I wanted a good blast, um, and coming in at 15,000 miles per hour, and it created a crater 2.3 miles in diameter, 1,400 feet deep, Jeez. And if you were six miles away from it, um, you'd feel an earthquake, about 6.3 uh, earthquake. Chimneys might fall and things, but it's not finished with you yet because 29 seconds after the impact, one uh, airburst going 1,000 miles an hour will come through and destroy every building, multi-story building. In its, in its direction, or does it go out all over the place? All In every direction. Oh, gosh. And, and for, if, for how many miles out? That was six miles out. If you happen to be oh. three miles from the impact center, you'd be buried under 23. Oh, you'd be gone instantly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, after that airburst, you don't want to, you know, come outside. Is there radiation? No, but... Just too much dust. 44 seconds after impact, uh, the ejecta, the mass... Oh, you couldn't breathe. Well, it comes out of the, out of the uh, crater and starts falling... And you would have about uh, three feet or so of, of ejecta, but some chunks would be 35 feet big. And it would be steamy hot, too, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, steamy hot, crushing buildings, cars, and people. Oh, my gosh. Horrible. And if we ever tried to rebuild, let's say, that area that got hit by a 300-foot asteroid, how long would it take to fill in a two-mile by 1,500-foot deep crater? Well, in Los Angeles, we might just turn it into a football stadium. Or a lake. A lake or something, yeah, a new reservoir. Uh, it would take a while to, to fill in the, uh, that big of a hole. Jeez. Now, what about odds? What are, what are their odds, their computer odds, say, about the probability of getting hit? 10%, 2%? Exactly but it's, it's very low. I mean, if you ask NASA, what's, you know, it's very low, and they say something like the... The asteroid in Russia uh, might be once every, you know, 100 years, and maybe once every 500 years we might have something that's, uh, you know, the 500-foot um, size asteroid. Um, so they say it's, you know, very low risk, but it, but in fact, it could happen at any time. Well, that's right. That in St. Louis in 1993, we had what they call the 500-year flood, which means you get a flood that size once every 500 years. But what they don't say, and what is entirely possible, is let's say you get that 500-year flood, the next year you could get another one for the next 500 years, but it could come that soon. That's right. That's right. That's frightening. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.